What's up, what's up, y'all? This is your host with the most, so have a toast. Leader Johnson, we are on Follow the Leader Sports, man. Man, um, we got some Eagle news, Sixer news, Villanova news. Let's get to it, man. What's up, y'all? Listen, man. Let's talk Sixers first. A lot of stuff going on. We got coaches. We got who's going to be a coach. And I'm here to tell y'all, all that's up in the air, man. We don't know. You might think, oh, Cassell could be it. But then you got Budenholzer who has a ring. You got Nick Nurse who has a ring. You know, they, they're really – then you got Mike D'Antoni who's a, who's a guy that caters to what Harden wants to do. So there's so many different situations, so many different – we're going to see how they go. Um, Maury does, he is going to sign hard into a long-term deal. That's what we do know. That's one of his things. He wants to say he's going to give him a long-term. That's going to happen. And for, I, I was out on the streets the other day talking, you know, debates and stuff with people. I love the debates because I can get them. I can chop them up. But I like the exercise, but some stuff just be so, like, you don't even need, sometimes you recognize, you don't even argue with these guys. For what? They don't know what they like. Some guys just don't know what they're talking about. Like a star and a superstar. It's two different things. I heard Tyrese Maxey's not a star. That's what Philadelphia, the two guys Philadelphia Streets are saying. You know, listen, you can have an opinion, but the fact always remains. Like your opinion, you know, an opinion can be respected, but a fact stands still. Opinion can be thrown, tossed, you know, tug of war, all that. But fact stands still. There's nothing you could do to a fact. And a star is a guy. This is what a star is. A star is a productive player that impacts his position. That's it. Kevin Johnson, Dan Marley, stars. Mark Jackson was a star point guard for a couple of teams. You just have to impact your position. If you are impacting, you are consistent at your position. Tyrese Maxey's borderline superstar. People love him everywhere he go. He don't have to. One guy, he's not in commercial. He don't have to be in commercials. What are you talking about? You, you don't have to be in commercials to be a star. What do you have to be in commercials for? That means you're advertising. Pop. Anybody can be on a commercial. Anybody can be on a commercial. Anybody. Are we talking, are we talking basketball players on commercials? Or are we talking about anybody that gets a commercial? Commercials? That don't make you a superstar. Anybody, so if somebody puts you on a commercial, you're a superstar. That's all that has to happen. You, he can pay for a commercial. A person, or a superstar can go to a brand and say, listen, I'm interested in doing what you got to do. I want to give you a commercial bad. Or is it if somebody asks you, hey, we want you to be on a, that, that, that's, a, that's a superstar? No, you have to perform, my man. You have to perform and do what you got to do with you. That has nothing to do with superstar status, nothing. A commercial has nothing to do with it because a person can still be collecting lots of money and popularity without a commercial. It's crazy. I don't, I ain't never heard nothing like that, but yes, Tyrese Max is a superstar. He's a star. He's not a superstar. He's a star. We, we had a thing of when we got like Jason Tatum's a superstar. 
So is Jalen Brown. No, he's not a high Jalen Brown, not a superstar. These men is averaging crazy. What are we watching? What are we looking at? Like, seriously? So you got two superstars on the team. One's not a superstar. Yes, they are superstars. They are superstars. Harden's a superstar. So is Embiid. You know, but whatever y'all want to say, oh, he's older, he's still a, he's James Harden. Stop. Man, almost, yeah, he led the league in assists last year. Whatever washed up you're talking about. But I do agree with you if you like, man, the Sixers, they, they performed badly in game seven. They gave up game six and seven. That was not supposed to happen. They're supposed to close that out. So I can understand all the frustration in Philadelphia streets. They don't they don't they don't even want to hear that Max is a star no more. This is crazy. But it's a lot of things about to happen. Damian Lillard, that is in the air. That is not a, a, a myth. It's been in the air for a long time. You know, but Lillard chose to stay with Portland. Um now the thing is they have to get in order for anything to work, Tobias has to go. Tobias Harris contract has to go. But more you make that the thing is y'all don't people talk about, oh, this is what we got. I, I understand you want to look on the, the internet, but one thing you're not gonna be able to figure out is 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 how general managers can work the cap. You're not gonna be able to figure that out. Because things happen all the time. We're like, how did that happen? Yeah, they knew what the heck they could do. They knew what they could do to make things work. And once Tobias Harris is gone, that that money is it's a whole other ball game. You can go get whoever you want. And Lillard wants a ring now. See all that? Remember all that mess? Lillard was talking. Bill was talking. This is what happened. They wanted their their contract first. Now they got their contract. Now you can trade them with their money. <laughs> like they got the biggest. Because realistically. You can get the biggest money with whatever franchise you're with already. That's when you can get the biggest bag. So Damian Lillard and um, to Bradley Bill got the biggest bag. They've been with them guys for a long time. You can get the super max. They got it. Now they're like, oh, okay, I took my time. See, I knew that was all BS. You on with Portland? You talking about, well, I'm going to stay with one team. Now you ain't staying with one team. Like, this is... It's crazy because LeBron James, like, once again, let's go back to the Jordan thing. Let's go back to the Jordan thing. Y'all keep saying, oh, he stayed with one school. That was easy to stay with one. one, one. When you be with somebody that's familiar with you, you know the coach, you know the owner. You know, he knew Krause. He, you know what I mean? Jackson was he had the right. He coached Jordan right. As great as Jordan was, there was a lot of great players. And just like Phil Jackson proved with Kobe, a replica of Jordan, but he had even more talent on the Lakers than Jordan ever had. Like, it was just more talent in the NBA coming. It's more different players. It wasn't a 6'10 guy being a point power forward. How many of them was it in, in, in the NBA? A point power forward like Lamar Odom? Now, I say Lamar Odom's better than uh, Charles Barkley, but he wasn't, Barkley wasn't a point power forward. This is different. You got Paul Gasol, you got uh, Andrew Bynum coming out of high school, guys with unbelievable talent coming out of high school. You got Derek Fisher, the right point guard. You got Ryan Artest coming. They had the right players, but the thing that he does, and I can't say he had all through, you know, I mean, he did definitely had a better center of joy when they had Andrew Bynum, Jesus Christ, I mean, but they already was winning. So he, he makes a, a winning team. That's what Phil Jackson does. 
That's who I want. I want Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson make that team with Joel Embiid, triangle offense. It'll be unbelievable. They were good, great defensive teams. It was Phil Jackson. Everybody talks about Jordan, but they they won six straight. When Jordan left, okay, well, what happened when Jordan left? Yeah, of course, if your superstar leaves, Pippen can't win it by itself, but Jordan can't win it by itself either. Because when Pippen wasn't there, where was they going? They didn't even go to the finals. LeBron at least took the team to the finals without any type of star next to him. And he saw where it was going. And I ain't got no Pippen here. There's no Pippen. There's no Pippen here. You know, there's no Pippen. So I'm definitely not. If we look at when Jordan won his championship, okay? It's the same you look at when Jordan won his championship. It's like the same length when they both got their championships. But it was a certain time when Pippen was drafted. It wasn't no star drafted next to LeBron. You know, you had to still wait for them to jail Jordan and Pippen, but they were on the team for a minute. Jordan and LeBron didn't have that. So stop talking about what LeBron had and why he shouldn't Jordan stay with one team. Jordan had Pippen and Jackson. I don't want to hear nothing. How many championships has Mike Brown won? How many championships has any any coach that coached with LeBron, how many have they won without LeBron? Let's let's just do that one. Let's do that one. How many have they won without LeBron? The players that came there with LeBron, uh, Dwayne Wade won one with Shaq. He wanted it again. He knew to go get LeBron. LeBron went back to Cleveland. Kevin Love and Kyrie had not won a championship at all until LeBron came. Talk about Kyrie, how you want, whatever. The Lakers, oh, they were going downhill until they got LeBron. Did AD win a championship before LeBron? Okay, did any of them, did it even look possible? Now they're talking about, oh, you can't say bubble no more because they made it to the conference finals with a team that was even less talented. AD was getting injured. They're in the conference finals now. So you have to give LeBron his Los Angeles Lakers legacy because what he doing at his older age, older player, and where they at. So you can say what you want. So he he passes Jordan too much, like, this is like in his sleep now. Like he passed Jordan. To me, he passed Jordan when he came back from a 3-1 series and beat Golden State, and they was the best team in history. They beat Chicago Bulls record. He beat them. They was down 3-1. Not only did he beat them, they was down 3-1. I don't talk about no rules. Rules don't make you beat a person down 3-1, a whole 12 team, 12 players. Rules don't make you do that. Talk about some, oh, they can get fouled. They can tr- No matter what they can do. The, the other players can do it too. You're talking about the rules. The other players can do it too. How come they not doing it? Since it's so common with these rules, everybody's not averaging the same thing. So stop talking about the rules. It don't matter. It don't matter. It's crazy, man. But... Damian Lillard is a target. Don't be surprised if Bill becomes a target. But right now, Lillard seems like the the reach out. He it seems like he's he's subliminally reaching out. Then the Sixers, you know, they're going to be so if they can get Damian Lillard next to James Harden, and that will put yes Tyrese Maxey on the bench. That will put him on the bench. He he need to be cool with that. He should be very cool with that. He should be very cool. To, listen. That is that's the best way to go. If you could bring Tyrese Maxey off the bench 
with uh, De'Anthony Melton and have <laughs> Lillard and Harden. That's the best guard rotation in the whole league. You know, I mean, this this will help Maxi learn. To me, I just thought like Maxi should have been a star, man. Maxi should have been a star in his role. Maxi should have been a star in his role, man. Like it, somebody should have stepped up. Nobody stepped up. But Tyrese Maxi had nineteen. Tobias had eighteen. They're the third and fourth people. Where are the stars at? Maxi should have had thirty because they was they lost. They had eighty eight points. It's crazy. Eighty eight points. Unbelievable, man. When we come back, we'll talk some Sixers, man. I mean, we'll talk some uh, Eagles. I'm all on the Eagles. We'll get to Villanova, too. I mean, I'm talking about I'm all on the, just the Eagles. It's something popping. It's something going on. We're going to get on it, man. I mean, it looks crazy right now. So, we get back on Father Leader. We will talk about those Eagles when we get back on Father Leader. Yeah, yeah, we back, man. Conway the Machine, Bruce Fix, Quarters. Listen, man, that's a great rapper there, man. Y'all got to, you don't listen to rap. You know that Conway Machine is one of the best out there, man. He's crazy with it. Now, let's get back to the Eagles. I don't know. It's just a lot in the air. Like Leonard Floyd, he's in the air. Patrick Queen, in the air. Well, Howie Roseman is the only general manager that can do that. When somebody's on the market, the Eagles are always in contention. When you think they're not all oh, their money, this and that. No, the Eagles are in contention for anybody on the market. Any this is this is crazy. Every time someone is on the market, and the Eagles have a need in their position, they are the top contenders until somebody snatches them. So let's go with it. Leonard Floyd, Patrick Queen. Uh, C.J. Mosley, we've heard uh, Miles Jack. All these guys have been mentioned. Um, now we're hearing Quez Watkins can get the trade rumors. I mean, I haven't really seen. We'll see what happens. Derek Barnett could get released. It's a lot of stuff going on in the Eagles. I mean, it, it, I haven't heard no definites, but these are the rumors. You know, I'll talk with my guy. I haven't even went to my Eagle sources to do Eagle writers or nothing. I'm just looking at what's been said. If they put any, if they put anything out, or if certain writers put anything out, I just think it's, it's different, man. Uh, the Eagles. Who do I? What do I think they'll do? 
They could do anything. I'm sorry. You can't predict what the Eagles going to do, which you, which you can say what they're not going to do. They're, what they're not going to do is sit there and not look at they're not going to just let prospects go by that they can get. They're going to they're going to do their homework. They're going to make a call on all of them. They're going to make a call, at least a call. So you can't think they're going to get everybody. No, but they're going to make a call to see where they stand and see if it doesn't. I mean, who do I think could, could have? I do think that if they release if they release Barnett, then I think Leonard Floyd is a signing. If they don't release Barnett, I think they can still get Floyd without Barnett, with, with Barnett being there. But if they release Barnett, they're definitely going to sign a Leonard Floyd or Miles uh, Jack. Could he be signed? Could Miles Jack come on? These are the two, two. I mean, Queen has been around, but now that Miles Jack is in, in play, Queen is out of here. I don't think that, that Miles Jack and Leonard Floyd are the two names to watch. Could they both be there? Maybe. Philadelphia is that type of team. You get Leonard Floyd on a one-year deal. You get Jack on a one-year deal to stack your team up. They're, they're good with those one-year deals, man. They don't give a care about long term. You got let me see what you do for this one year. Same thing Peterson did with Jeffrey. Let me see what you do. It's always a smart deal because you're not stuck with them for a couple of years. And you know, money being stuck with money is way worse than just having a uh, you know, I mean it, it being stuck with money is is horrible. It's worse than having a, a, a player on the contract that don't do good for one year and you can let him go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, you know, but it's always a gamble. You could sign a guy to a contract and he turns into, you know, um, what? Who who uh, think about uh, Carson Wentz? I'm not going to say that. Carson Wentz did his best. He never had the back backing of the Eagles organization to me. I mean. If he's your quarterback, you let him do what you do and you put weapons around him and you build around him. There's no, we're going to get this quarterback in the second round. There's no stuff like that, man. It, it, it messes with a quarterback's confidence. It's not your team no more. Now you're on the, the ledge. That's what you did with the, all that money. You put it on the ledge. So, all right, you got your guy now, Jalen Hurts. He made the gamble and it worked. All right, so now you got – um. Where are we at on the Eagles' perception of receivers? There's not a problem at receiver. They got two receivers that are number one receivers. You're talking about depth. Like the third and fourth receiver are not going to be the guys that decide the game. They just add to the pressure if, if they're productive. The guys that decide the game is your one and two guys. They're the guys that's going to get the most catches, the most snap, all that. Okay, you're not going to see them. But then you got the third receiver because – He's important because of the fullback position is not it's not filled up. They you know they they'll go you're going to see two tight ends or you're going to see three receivers starting. It's not they don't have a fullback. So now you go with it's the third. To me, listen. What do you want out of your? What do you want out of your third receiver? What do you want? You see what Quez Watkins gave you. I mean. That would if they would have won the Super Bowl, we talking about the third receiver. When Dallas Goddard went out after Quez Watkins had a bad Washington game, you know, that bad Washington play, he he made up for it. The man was uh, productive when Dallas was out. So I, this is what I honestly think: the Eagles have more confidence in Quez than any any anybody outside does. And Quez is not going anywhere. I don't see Quez going anywhere. Um, what they got because they got Illuminate because they got him. 
You think all of a sudden, oh, he's going to, what do you think they're going to sign another, who do you think they're signing Hopkins or something? What do y'all think they're going to do? They're keeping those guys in tow. They're not, Quez is not going, we'll see what happens. The thing is, if Quez gets signed, I'm not saying it can't happen. I just don't see it happening because you can't say something can't happen. There's a, there's a possibility Eagles make moves. You put a Luminae up in the third receiver slot. Now, all of a sudden, a third receiver slot is not only open for Luminae, Craig Ward Jr. He's a guy that hurts likes. Y'all can't sleep on him. If if Watkins goes, you can't just say who you think is going to be there. You got Luminae. You got Kobe. We'll get a chance. You got Ward Jr. You got Hasselwood. You got Nagata. These guys are talented. Now it's really up in the air to see. Now the fourth receiver slot. It's going to be now it's going to be something to see. The third receiver could be a Luminary. If I'm picking somebody, uh, Greg Ward Jr. could be in there and another guy, another guy. It's going to be five receivers. I think five definitely makes it. If I say it, it'd be Greg Ward Jr., it would be Chris Watkins, and the fifth guy is up in the air. Who who would I pick? Y'all know who I pick. I pick Hasselwood. I like Hasselwood over any of the, even though they're giving the guy to the most money out of all the undrafted free agents. Hasselwood is a better player, man. He's he's um the guy that just you know he got six three, of course that'd be a great matchup problem, right? But who's a better who has better hands? That's Hasselwood. So you know I'm always been a fan of Hasselwood. Nagata's good six three guy. He he could, he could be a guy that makes it. I think he's on the practice squad, no doubt this year. He'll come back next year. Let's see how that goes as far as building receivers. Once again, they have a Clemson guy in there, just like Mario Goodrich. You get another guy in there, you know. It's something to look at. This is an interesting wide receiving. It's deep. Like, I don't think nobody thinks the depth is deep. Hasselwood's not no chump, man. Nagata's not. They ain't had these many type of talented guys. Nagata's not no chump. These guys played for big organ, big uh, school, big-time schools, major schools. They've been big-time since coming out of high school, so they dealt with that pressure. Greg Ward Jr. is experienced. He's, he's been in the game. He's he's been in crucial situations and hurts likes him. Uh, Alumbade, productive player. Kobe was a returner last year. Did good the last part of the season. Is returning. Let's see if he can become a receiver somehow in there. Could he? Smaller guy. We'll see. But these are talented. It's a talented competition pool. The only thing you got from there is unproven. You only got three guys proven as far as pass catchers. And everybody, and oh, four, four of them, really. You got four guys that can catch the ball. Greg Ward Jr. can catch the ball. He's a vet. You know, um, typically I think he beats out Brenton Covey this year. I just think that he would beat Brenton Covey out and they'll have five, if they keep quiz. I think he beats out Covey. Um, Covey ain't do enough to keep that um, – but he did good in the preseason. We'll see what happens, man. We'll just this is a very interesting receiving court. It's not like it's been before. You know, some guys, you don't know names here, names there. Uh, the Cleveland guy, Tyree Cleveland, he's another guy, a lot of speed to look at. I mean, this is a team that 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 feeds off of athleticism and your talent. They make people better or they 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 bring the best out of you. So this is something to look at. Now, um, that's just a real crazy thing that everybody's putting the pressure on getting a third receiver. Not to say Howie's not listening, because if they listen, if they throw something at Howie that that that's appealing to him, yes, but they're not trying to shop Quez Watkins. People are asking about Quez Watkins. They're not trying to shop him. They would have already traded him. 
already traded him. So there's a lot going on. A very deep team. Um, super deep team. Like this team this year. The reason why some people say that the Sixers are better this year than last year. It's a certain certain way, reason why they say that. Because the Sixers, I mean, excuse me, the Eagles. The Eagles, now you have four running backs. Now you have two tight ends, which just came up. Now you have four legitimate receivers, like you did last year. Okay, they're still there. You still have your offensive line back. Okay. You still got the depth of the offensive line. Okay, but let's go. Then you get Mariota, a better backup quarterback. How about that? A more accomplished third-string quarterback than Tanner McKee, who I think makes that. If you look at his history coming out of high school, you know what I'm talking about. Now let's talk about the defensive line. Jalen Carter, just being the guy on the line, his talent, unbelievable. It's the same thing you could do with Hargrave. Hargrave never came out of high school like that, but he did his thing in the NFL. Carter is coming right out the woodworks, generational talent. Then you have Marlon Tia Patolu, uh, Tui Pelodu, who was a 13th ranked in the nation, if anybody knows that. He's a th- this guy's a – he just sits in the back like y'all don't know this talent that got him and Milton Williams. Okay? But who are the new guys? Now, Barnett, if he stays – I don't have all the confidence in Barnett. All the confidence in Barnett to be productive this year. Uh, them them releasing him is only to make move for another talented defensive end. If they get if they release him, look at a guy or another talented guy, Miles Jack, Leonard Floyd. They're they're releasing him to get a better player. But Barnett with, with anybody he's with, watch out for Barnett in the future, man. This man's a talented guy. So if he stays, it's another depth guy. You got him back off injury. Um, you got Nolan Smith. Do your homework. Okay, oh, he's a rookie, but the type these type of rookies, you put them on the you put them on the on the impact trail <laughs> as as, as act key acquisitions. That's these type of rookies, yes. Okay, so um you also in the cornerback field, you got your boys back, but you get a Keely Ringo and a Greedy Williams. Two young, talented guys with all types of talent that they never had before. Guys that got started. Greedy Williams has started potential. Kelly Ringo is one of the best, a hell of a talent. Like, sorry, just scratch it all off. He's a first-round talent. The guy's not even going to have to impact. He's not even going to have to impact. You got other guys going to play. He can sit back. That's your depth. And so, so, so if Slay and Bradbury get hurt, you can stick Ringo in there. at the You can stick Greedy in there. You got two guys, two big guys you can put there at the corner. Then you can look at the safety position. It's a little bit more deeper. You got Edmonds who has started. He started before. Evans has started before. Now everybody on your safety squad has started games before. It's big. They're young. You know, except for Edmonds. Edmonds is an impact player. This team, that's why people say better. All right? So just everybody got to pay attention to what happens. It's like the Sixers. It's a lot of waiting game going on, man. All right, we, we got the Villanova news. I got to put in some Villanova news. Villanova news. I got to go in with it. But first, we talk about Ja Marine. Sorry.
motherfuckers wanna find me. First nigga gotta find me. What's gonna you add to a motherfucker like me? Can you please remind me? Fall so hard, this shit crazy. I don't know that don't shit face. And as we go, over 82, when I look at you like this shit crazy. Fall so hard, this shit weird. We ain't even pro be here. Fall so hard since we here. It's only right that we be fair. Psycho, I'm Michael, they go Michael. Take the pick, Jackson, Tyson, Jordan. Game six, fall so hard, got a broke clock, rollies that don't tick tock, all the mods that's losing time, hitting behind all these big rocks, what's all so hard, I'm stopped too, I'm supposed to be locked up too, you escape, but I escape, you be in Paris getting fucked up too, fall so hard, let's get faded, live on these for like six days, gold bottles, soul models, spilling ace on my sick days, so fall so hard, bitch behave, just might let you meet gay, shot towns, heroes, moving the next. Yeah, you know what that is, the classic Jay-Z, them boys in Paris, alright, listen, um, pulling over, could, this could be the game changer, it, it was um one more transfer portal guy they're gonna get, that could be, you know, Zuby was a 2023 guy, Papa, Kante's a 2023 guy, that's just to add to the class, bring him in there, um, Getting time that year, I don't think is in Zubies. That wouldn't have happened. I mean, I think y'all don't understand with basketball. Really, some of y'all, other people do, but now some of y'all don't understand. Trey Patterson has his time. Trey Patterson is going to be a junior, so is Nana. They're going to get their time. You're just not going to X out their time, put Zuby in there, put them on the bench to not get no time like last year. It's not going to happen. So Zuby would come in there, you know, fight for a spot. Get, he gets some time too. I see him. He would have got some good backup five time and he would have got some four time. But just know he's getting those minutes with Trey Patterson and and Nana there. He, he's, he's getting – it's a possibility you're talking about him going in there and it's like a circle of minutes that they're not getting their full minutes and they're getting the right minutes could be impact minutes, but they're not getting it. Zuby's going to be in St. John's and he's going to get starter minutes. He's, I mean, Rick Bettino, you got to understand he's a good coach. He's a known coach. He's a legendary coach. And he's looking for players. He's he has St. John's. He don't even know like a lot of guys left. So he's looking for players to come in there and impact right away. So him getting Brady Dunlap, which Villanova also had an offer for. Zuby, which Villanova gave an offer to. These are two guys that Brady Dunlap, when they came in there and just all of a sudden took, he's 2023. He's not going to come in there and get the minutes off of Trey Patterson just because he's Brady Dunlap. That's not going to happen. I, I don't know what people are thinking. Zuby's a 2023 recruit. What do y'all think he's going to come in there and just automatic command, but in St. John's, they're going to get more minutes. They need players to come in right now. So that's something Patino can flex to those guys. You come right in, man, get you some minutes, start a minute, you will impact. There's with Trey Patterson, I don't know what is I don't know what the the the, the problem y'all got with Trey Patterson. Y'all don't have that problem with Nana. I mean, they've gotten there for minutes. And he's gotten there for little, little nothing minutes. Like if he gets an average of ten minutes a game, I could see some of the arguing. I could see some of the arguing. He's getting there for key minutes, key, key, um, key lineups. He's not been there yet. You haven't seen the talent of Trey Patterson 
be used yet. You that that is that is so unfair the way Villanova. Oh, he did this. Oh, he missed a shot. Oh, he didn't get a rebound. Is that what you're trying to say? How many shots did he shoot? Like I I don't know what to say. Colin Gillespie looked yes, he looked better in his time. Uh, Damir, these guys got real like real minutes. You talk about minutes, minutes. They coming in there, and then you're looking at. Let's go to that point. It's not really fair to say Colin Gillespie and Damir Cosby Roundtree are not, you know, absolute like like impact. It's good to see what they did in that time, but you couldn't judge them off that either. You just like what you saw at this short time. Whatever, so because Damir really got some time. Damir got some time this freshman season, you know, really to display itself. Jermaine Samuels was the one, the highest recruit, who didn't get as much time. But it was one game before he got hurt. He had 10 points in his freshman season. So he showed something. But he was also not, you know, showing. He was doing the Trey Patterson thing until he got the time to really go in there and show himself. But then he got hurt the next game. So I, I don't I don't understand people. Trey Patterson is going to be an impact player. They need a six nine six eight player to come in there. If, if they would have got now, now it's different because now the bench gets better. We'll see how this goes. How did, Lance Lance Ware is a junior, okay? Um, last year he'll be a senior this year. He's six ten. He can he can affect both sides of the floor. Uh, to every. To the guys that was uh, Naheem McLeod, one guy, I don't know, what's his, Red Bama? I'm going to give you your – he said, oh, the, they're not going to sign because he shoots low free throw percentage. Lance Ware does the same thing. They recruited him. They recruited both of them with their with, with your, with your not tolerable – okay, I get the free throw argument, but that don't mean Villanova doesn't get anybody that can't shoot free throws. At a high clip, it depends on what you got. You got defense. Can you play offense? Lance Ware is an everywhere player. He can he can flow across the. One thing about Lance Ware, and the visit I heard I was told you know uh, won't put the coach out there, but he said the visit went great. The guy's an amazing kid, um, Villanova coach. Okay, so he was flying from Lance Ware is the type of guy block his shot from from side from from one side of the court to another. He has the energy. Chase you down for a block shot. Very high energy defensive player and a very high energy offensive post player. And a guy that can learn much more being around Villanova. So this guy, Lance Ware, gets at 6'10, 240, plays center. Then you can put you can put Dixon at power forward. That's how it's gonna go. Unless Ware is backing up Dixon, which I don't think that happens. Lance Ware's in the last year. He wants to show his stuff. This is draft-type stuff. You're coming from Kentucky. And Kentucky, once again, with the crowded, crowded roster, people going to leave. There's going to be a lot of high-level prospects leaving. You put Ware at center. I think that's one thing. I didn't get there. I haven't sat down and had this full conversation like I want to with one of the coaches about Ware. I just had the, the text on the phone. But Ware... Where comes in there, he's also going – now you're looking at, what, four, three new NBA prospects because Hart's going to get starter minutes off the bench. That that don't even – it doesn't even matter which – he's going to get it from at the three position, at the four position, at the one position, at the two position. The man can – he can pass. He can do all that. 
So Hart's going to get his his big minutes. He's going to get a chance to show that he's an NBA prospect. I mean, then he he showed off a G League, so he's already showing off to be in the G League for a team to give him a two-way deal and him to shine in the G League. He's already putting his name out there regardless. So Hart's know exactly where he wants to go and what he wants to do. He's gonna his his future is set. He knows he's gonna impact this year. He's gonna score in double figures. He's gonna be a good rebound. He's gonna be a good passer. And he wants teams to and he's at Villanova. So he's gonna be playing winning basketball. He's gonna be playing tough basketball against the right prospects. You know, we're talking about UConn just won a national championship. We're talking about arguably the the, the toughest basketball division in, in college basketball. You look at Big East, look at the SEC, you know, uh you look at um Big Ten. So many good, you know, it, but Big East is one of those schools going to have multiple teams in the top 25 and you just got the national chance. So I, now to me, in my in my eyes, I'm sorry, they are the best conference in basketball. UConn won a national championship. I mean, most teams would have had a hard problem against just Villanova or Butler even. You know, Butler now has a, a player that's going to take them to the next level on there. But I'm just saying, like, you could have put Butler in a lot of your conferences and you're talking about a team that would have had a winning record. Villanova could have had a 20-win record in, 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 in the Big Ten or the SEC, especially the SEC. So Nova is a team, let's just talk about, and I want to get on. I'm gonna just get, get a clarify the John Morant situation. It's the stupidest kid in in the NBA. I don't care who's taking up for him. The first time it happened, the first time it happened, I said he should have got suspended for the whole season. That is just unacceptable, man. There's no. I don't care what we're saying. Who's doing what? And uh, I heard JJ Redick. Oh, he's out here promoting. So that means he makes a stupid decision as an NBA player and shows your gun. as an M- All this I'm saying in one, you make the stupid decision as an NBA player and you show a gun on social media. That is unacceptable. Millionaire. Role model. You better watch what y'all doing, what y'all accepting, because now that's going to create a seed that grows. So you had, he should have been punished for the whole entire season. Playoffs, everything. Y'all gave, so y'all created that. So this is why the NBA probably won't, you know, or can't do it. Because he should be suspended for the whole entire season next season. Because this is the second time. This is your second time showing a gun on Instagram. After You should know better. You, it already happened. You apologize. So you you don't think we playing. Whole entire season, Ja Morant. Whole entire season. This is not a joke. It's crazy with J.J. Reddick. I understand you want to try to give him a chance, but no. The guy who you're talking about who's telling people to go do he's not an NBA player. It is a difference. It's a big difference. It's a big, I'm sorry, you can say what you want, but it's a big difference. And if you feel like you feel, then he should be punished for the whole season. Just by you making this argument, he should be punished for the whole season because this is an argument, but you're trying to defend them because you know it's that serious. You know it's that serious, J.J. Ready? So he should be punished whole entire season. This is the second offense. You're talking about a guy that is out there telling you and encouraging you to buy guns that's not an NBA player. You know, nobody in his field is all about guns. 
JJ, Ja Morant is a basketball player. So, yes, whole entire season. That is it. Second time. It's not even been a year yet. Y'all can be fools all you want. Back to uh, Nova uh, uh, Lancewear. Lancewear is 6'10". Listen, you put Lancewear there. You put... Let's see. You put Lancewear there. You got Eric Dixon. And now you got TJ Bomber. Then you got... Justin Moore, Mark Armstrong. Now your bench looks crazy. You got Joel Longino, Hakeem Hart, and and Housing. What that does with Hart, it makes it makes Villanova's position of six player because that six starter is still going to grow. Dante DiVincenzo, uh, Phil Booth was a player off the bench that did great in the national championship, but Dante DiVincenzo was where he actually started making the term six starter. So you saw guys play it that had their position to be their six starter ever since then. And Hakeem Hart is such a great to get. Like when you look at Hakeem Hart and you put him in there, that makes them very difficult, man. And, and they're deep, the length, Hakeem Hart's length, um, Lance Ware's length, like, they have two defensive Villanova is a team. Everybody's sleeping on. Oh, they're not. They got to play together. These are vets, man. What do you, okay, they do have to play together. Chemistry has to happen. That is going to be the, the big weakness in this team. That's for any team that gets together. The Eagles last year, that's always the biggest weakness when you talk about a roster. But these are vets. These are not even – this is not even the pros when guys that have played a minute. This is college basketball. And these guys get together, and 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 they know where it came from Kentucky. Bamba was the, the that guy where he was at. Hakeem Hart was the spark plug where he was at. So you're talking about he's been there all this time. He played at Roman Catholic. He's been a star his whole high school to basketball career. He's been an impact player. You put all six of these guys on one team, then then you forget about Longino and Housing. That is an eight-deep team. It is just not even, okay, you want to exile Patterson? Exile Patterson. We got to take out Njoku then, okay? Those are the two guys with the stars beside them that's like, ooh, they could come in and impact, especially Patterson. This is his time to show it because Hart's going to play some small forward and Longino will play some guard and Housen will play some guard and point guard. And then, you know, they'll come back to Longino playing some small forward, Hart playing some forward. But Patterson's going to get his time to impact. They're going to need that size so impact, you got 6'8", Hart, you got 6'9", Trey Patterson. So now you come with Njoku, 6'10". That's the, they're going to they're gonna mess with their size. They're going to try to look at certain matchups. And I, I can't see Neptune not saying, okay, we're going to put Njoku in. Not starting, but put him, give him some minutes against a bigger guy. Give Patterson some minutes against a bigger guy. It's going to be times when you got a bigger power forward. And, you know, you might see a smaller center. Hart can get on them. Like, they have size there, 6'8", 6'9". 6'10", and another 6'10", where? So that gives Villanova size now. So they're going to play with that, man. These, these are not non-athletic size guys either. Like, Patterson's an athletic 6'9". And then Njoku, I, I remember talking to one of the coaches, man, they love his athleticism. They are hyped about Njoku. So he's going to get some time. And so, so Dixon will have a better time 
to score because now he won't have to worry about being the big, big guy. He can just go to him. He can stretch the four. He can just go to him. Who's going to be able to outmatch physically? Dixon's already a physical player. So now he's going to boss you in the, in the middle. Nobody's looking at that post where he was at Abington. In the post, he's going to boss you. He's going to boss you, man. Nobody's looking at that. 6'7", 255, hit the three. This is going to make him an unbelievable. Well, I say second round, I see Dixon getting drafted regardless. He can go into the combine. and But I think second round is where Dixon's at right now. Certified. They're going to want a guy that can shoot the ball like that. If he shows even better three-point stroke, oh, my God. Like, yeah, NBA prospects are going to be with him. Um. You're looking at Lance Ware, and I'm like Villanova, nobody's looking at it. Villanova could have some players. I'm going to have to go into the second segment and, you know, a little bit on Villanova. Um, I could. I could go into a second segment. I don't know, but um, I'm kind of being biased like I want to. It's just so much talent on this team, and I just think that uh, Hart, I'm talking about Hart can be, I'm talking about as far as NBA potential, Hart could be a second round to non-drafted and still impacting the G League, become an NBA player. He has it. You can't talk about guys being undrafted now like they're not going to make it. I say about 85, 80% of them, hmm, 90% of them are going to have NBA experience. And I say 80% of them are going to be successful. They're going to be productive in the, in the NBA now. It's just, it's just, it's a given. It's all what you want now. If you want to be making the NBA, you can. It ain't like, oh, I missed my train no more. So Hart gonna be one of them guys, man. He could easily get drafted. But I, I see I see undrafted right now. It's just a lot of, you know, who he is. We'll just see how the season goes and see where the board's at. Um Bamba, man, if he has a big season, he's a second round pick. He could possibly be a first round. It depends on how much of a killer he becomes. Justin Moore, oh, man, he's a first-round pick type of guy. I think now that Nova's exposure is out there, they're going to they're gonna microscope everything that's on Villanova, right? And Justin Moore is going to be a first-round pick. And him and him and Mark Armstrong are the first-round picks out of this, this group. Uh, Bamba, second-round second pick. Villanova could really collect at least two people in the second round. Um and then Hart go on, get his two day, uh, his two way contract. It's, it's a possibility it could be three. They have five guys, and then Lance Ware. We want to talk about his projection. If he ends up being a, I mean, man, his talent potential is anywhere from late second round to as late as mid, um, late first round to mid second round. My bad late first round to mid second round because defense just like three point shooting is is people love to get shooters they love defensive players Marty Stable where he was drafted if if he comes up and becomes a two way game changer which he could because a game changer is affecting the game if he can play on the defensive side at a high level and impact defensive side and then still be on the floor he don't even got to average 15 he can average 10 11 points if he shows he's a He's a 10 – if he averages 10 and 8 and gets – you know, and is a shot blocker, you know what I mean? And is a shot blocker, you know, he's going to get drafted, man. 
But if not, then you're talking two-way, two-way contract. No, no question. Villanova now is a stamp. So he's going to get a G League contract regardless. But Lance Ware has the ability to average 13 and 10 right now, like two blocks right on you right now. Like if you want to be excited, go ahead. Because Lance Ware can do it. And what's, it was key to that is the ball handlers. Justin Moore is a great ball handler. But Mark Armstrong's even better. That's the one I'm excited. Mark Armstrong with weapons is dangerous. Nobody, listen, out of high school, he did his thing. But when he plays in, uh, in AAU or all-star, like look how Mark Armstrong plays with talent. Everybody around him becomes better. And if he has a big man, he can alley-oop to like where? And then you got guys like Patterson that can jump and Najoku that can jump. You can give it to Dixon, but that's not his thing to be super athletic, you know. But Hakeem Hart, another one, like just on the alley-oop tip, but just getting players that can score the ball, Armstrong's going to have a – that's the NBA prospect that could be the highest because he can shoot from three. He shows he's a point guard. He's tough. He can drive on you. That's the one. That is the one. Everybody's not t- – everybody, oh, Villanova got – nobody is – people forget who they got. And then off the bench, you can talk all you want. You got Hakeem Hart and Brandon Howes and Longino. You know, Longino had double-figure games last year before even being hurt, struggling being hurt. Don't blame that on him. The guy is a scorer. I remember his freshman season, how the nation was happy about just how good Longino is. Now he's on the bench. Brandon Housen showed everyone he's serious. Don't leave me out here. They haven't learned yet. They're going to learn next year because they're going to see it. And Hakeem Hart, that bench is set now. And what you don't know about Patterson and Njoku should have you like, okay. Because size, all I'm saying from them is rebounding and defense. All we need is the, the size. I don't expect them to be super scored. They'll show every now and then they can get a bucket, you know, but getting time and rebounding and, you know, score a little bit, you know, because really if you're looking at the, the inside guys, Patterson and Njoku will get their chance, but Ware and Dixon will be on their floor. They'll be on their floor. So you, you'll see a little bit, but Hakeem Hart is a guy that could be on the floor with Longino and Housing at the four, and then you put Dixon at the five, and then you got a point guard and, 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 and Armstrong. And we forgetting about Chris Archidiaco. No, that's nine. Nobody's calling him. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. That's nine people with experience and productivity. Philadelphia is nine people deep if Ware comes to Villanova. That's the real thing. Like, that's the news. That's the news. So that's the news, man. I think that that's Villanova. That's the news. That's nine deep. If y'all not looking at this team and y'all talking about who should do what and, and, and like totally putting off Chris Archidiagano like he ain't helped this team. And you look at the wins people this team gets when Chris Archidiagano even gets a certain amount, like he gets 30 minutes, like they win games because he defensive plays, scrappy plays, right plays. You never get mistakes. You know, he can be a point guard and lead this team just as a point guard. You ain't going to get the – can't. 
you can't want scoring out of a guy that's not about scoring all the time. He's about making the right play, and that's good. The thing is you got to have is other guys around him so you don't have that responsibility to where you judge him. You know, you got guys like Longino, Housen, and Hart now. Like, yeah, okay, now you're like, okay, because you're not going to – the responsibility of Archie Diakono filling up the box score with scoring is not his thing. He's just going to be a good all-around player, good – patient player play defense you know he's gonna be like he's a tough guy so now you got guys that's totally gonna make you forget about what Archie has to do and give Archie credibility to hit his outside shot you know he's a good outside shooter he's just not a gunner he plays good basketball he wants to be in there and play good basketball he's not a person that's gonna be, take over and be the leader of a team and scoring it's just not him but now you got it so that should make everyone a little a little scared in the Big East. It'll make him a little scared, man. Like, now Neptune, when with, with where committing, now Neptune is different. And if y'all didn't know, Villanova recruited Lance Ware. Lance Ware was a lower recruit. He was like above 100. And he's even rated higher than Hunter Dickinson. Hunter Dickinson was like 50, 52nd rated in, his, in 2020. Lance Ware rose all the way to 42. So as a prospect, he was higher than Dixon. He didn't get his time because Kentucky is super, super loaded every year. They just put all these five stars, one through 12, and then people don't get their time. Now the transfer portal is, is like a breath of fresh air because you can go to a school, and now you can go to a school where you get time. Now, okay, I gave this school a chance. Now you can leave. So many people like in Kentucky needs that. Kentucky is the one school, not even Duke, like nobody crowds themselves with five stars like Kentucky does. And people don't get time. They, you know, five stars are, you know, these are the type of guys you're trying to make straight up. I mean, it's a lot of starters and four stars can be, but five stars, that's that's the guy you're like, okay, next year you're going to two years. It's nothing like that with Kentucky. It's just stacked. So you get a guy that he wasn't a five star, but he was a high level four star. Um, um, creeping toward a five star, and he's a guy that's gonna be real good, man. Like he's gonna be real good for Villanova, man. They're gonna it gives him athleticism too. He's an athletic guy. Uh, if you don't know about him, you know, go do get your high school highlights on him, get a little bit on him. He's a guy that can play, man. So um, look, I'm out of here, y'all. Little Johnson, the Fowley the Sports Podcast. Thank you for listening. Um, follow me on Instagram, follow me on Twitter, follow me on Facebook. I'm here, y'all. We out, and this is Follow the Leader. <laughs>